Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Anti-News, and I don't typically do uh, an intro before the show for this type of episode, but we ran into so many problems with this one that I feel like I should clarify on a couple things. Right at the beginning, uh, Craig's mic was cut from the audio, so there's a couple breaks in there that might seem jarring. I apologize for that. Just trust that it comes back and it makes more sense a couple minutes into it. So stick around into it or jump forward. It was just while we were small talk chatting anyway, so you didn't miss much of anything. Um, Additionally, YouTube sucks. YouTube is a piece of garbage, and um, I I could rant about it, but I don't think you really care. Just know that uh, I I like to use... Uh, clips from different TV shows and movies of things that I find entertaining that I I think helps the show flow and keep things light and fun. However, YouTube does not like that, apparently, because they pulled the whole episode down immediately after it was done. I could not download the audio from it, and my uh, audio recording on my local computer uh, stopped recording about halfway through, so I didn't have it here, and... YouTube would not give it to me. So a lot of issues there. Um, but I did figure out a workaround. Uh, I w- I still had access to the video, so I looped the audio back through and recorded all the audio back onto a new track just so that you guys would still have this episode. So you're welcome. I hope you enjoy it despite uh, the technical issues. Um, there might be a little bit of a lack in audio quality. It shouldn't be too bad, but just know that this one was painstaking to get out to you today, and ju- this is just a preface so you know what you're getting into, and you know the reasons for some things not being like they normally are. But all that said, and without further ado, here's the anti-news. I hope you enjoy it, and be sure to tune in next Monday for what will hopefully be a much smoother episode. All right, let's get weird. Cutting down on pollution, a government plot, Dale. Open up your eyes, man. They're trying to control global warming. Get it? Global. So what? That's code for UN commissars telling Americans what temperature it's going to be in our outdoors. I say let the world warm up. See what Boutros Boutros golly golly thinks about that. Turn my mic on. What's up, Craig? Just, just sitting here listening to the stuff you're playing. The words of wisdom, the chill vibes. I would love. I, I mean, I would love to know how Boutros Boutros Golly Golly <laughs> would feel with global warming. It makes you wonder if that show could fly today with some of the things that they said, or a lot of the shows back then, like the very, very mildly racial charged humor um like putros putros galley galley <laughs> i know well i was just well, i've been watching um re-watching sons of anarchy which came out about 10 years ago and ended maybe five at most and some of the stuff on there they're like this motorcycle gang does not allow black people in their gang i'm like how is this even on a show today right. <laughs> Yep, who knows? But uh, yeah, welcome back to the Anti News. It is a beautiful 
September 4th, a Tuesday evening, because yesterday was Labor Day. So immediately after our, our first official broadcast on Monday, where we said we would be doing this every Monday, the next Monday, I realized it's Labor Day, and I'm not going to be yeah, around. I would have been available. I would have been available for it. I was not. I was out uh, hanging at Tyler Mills's house, who is the highest supporting member of the Downers Club, who is also a member of the uh, 29 Toes podcast. So go check out the 29 Toes podcast wherever podcasts are sold. There's your plug for the evening. You're welcome, Tyler, and thank you for the lovely dinner last night. So to kick things... What's that? So where was my dinner last night, Tyler? Dude, we had some delicious smoked meats. It was fantastic. We had like a bacon-wrapped pork loin. Oh, that's I saw I did see the pictures of that that looked freaking phenomenal. It was. He did well. <clears throat> yep. Exactly. Not that I was keto friendly last night by any stretch, but it could have been if I stuck to it. It was a very it was a very not keto friendly weekend cuz we had uh me and Kayla had our uh our 11th anniversary on Saturday and we went out and got a nice delicious meal and then uh, Sunday we were, um, we went out to Mount Pleasant for the old Threshers reunion and had a bunch of beer there. You were in Mount Pleasant or at the old Threshers reunion? <laughs> That's easier to say. Yeah, it was kind of a last minute decision to go down there. Uh, we were down there overnight, Sunday night and Monday, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Had some beers and did some things. And then yesterday, did uh, did the same and ended the evening with some delicious smoked meats and also co- some cookies and beers and breads and terrible things for you. So, sh- long story short, I'm up about four pounds and working on that. <laughs> but these like bite-sized desserts and there's like... Hold up. Pot- Mary says she can't hear you. And it looks like, like I'm not getting the, the Skype audio. So let me kick you out and restart you real quick. That might work. All right. Actually, I might need to. Uh, ah, shit. Might need to end the broadcast. I've had this problem before. Let's try it. All right, guys. Well, it's almost nine eleven. We'll see if this works. Hopefully, it does. No guarantees. Craig, you have no sound. She says. All right. Well, Mary, thanks for letting us know. Let's see here. Bring him back in. Let me know if it changes. Working now. That's because I. Hmm. Okay, well, yep. Yep, I know what the problem is. It's a glitch, and it's resolvable, and I can control Craig's audio. We're not going to end. We'll be here. We'll stick around. Um, One second. To those of you listening to this in the future or watching this on YouTube in the future, just know this is our second time. we still got some kinks figuring out, so... One one brief moment. We'll see if we can get Craig back in here by 9, 11 o'clock. Thank you, Skype. Skype decided to uh, update both of our systems, mine and Craig's, tonight, right before we started. So we had a little bit of a scare there to worry that Skype, Skype might not even work. So, you know, you know how it is. Um, while I get Craig back in here, here's some tunes for you. New phone, who's this? This Dan, yo. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. 
The real question is, can Mary hear me? That is the question. I think the issue... I don't know. Nobody cares about this, but the the program that we're using sometimes doesn't pick up the Skype audio, but I do have you looping back through, so they will be able to hear you through my speakers looped back through. Anyway, clunkety clunk clunk, so, that's how life works. So you just put your mic up to your speakers and loop no, it back through that way, no, right? shut up. <laughs> shut up, Grandpa. It is officially 9-11 o'clock, so welcome to the official show. Um, <laughs> 9-11 o'clock. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Uh, my first story, the story of my... Uh, whole week. Craig, do you have any guess what it might be? Eminem. Eminem dropped a new album this week on, I believe, Wednesday, out of nowhere, without warning. And this is not... Why would he do that? Uh, he beyonce it. He just put it out without letting anybody know. No build-up, no promotion, no nothing. Just, hey, here's my new album. Check it out. Look, when you are Eminem or Beyonce, you don't need to promote your shit. You can actually exactly. do better by not promoting it and just be like, here you go, yo. And everyone's like, oh my god, I gotta get it now! Right. And I guarantee you, this album will do better than his last one as far as downloads because, well, A, it's a million times better, and B, there's a ton of controversy around it. Um, and this isn't, to any newcomers, this is not a music show, but this is news to me, and I, I've... A lot of people are bashing on this album. I think it's fantastic. I have literally... I'm not even exaggerating. I'm probably under-exaggerating. Um, I've listened to the whole thing at least ten times in the last three or four days. Um, I've had it, it on loop the entire time. I think it's phenomenal. And, the well, a little bit of backstory. If you don't follow Eminem's career, which I do, uh, his last two albums... Well, two albums ago was the Marshall Mathers LP 2, and it was mediocre at best. It was okay. Did not stack up against his old stuff, in my opinion. His last album was panned by everyone, and everyone hated it. It came out less than eight months ago. Everybody hated it. It's called Revival. And uh, so this is kind of this whole album is basically, basically a response to the panning of that album. And he not only rips apart everybody who hated it, he acknowledges that it kind of sucked, which he is known to do. He points out his own faults all the time. Um, and he also... <laughs> went to town on basically every single rapper in the rap industry right now, just ripping everybody apart. Um, I don't know. I, I would just like to send out a cordial personal thank you from myself to everybody who pissed Eminem off last year because it, it brought Eminem back to form. Uh, because, I mean, we've got everybody saying that Eminem is just a, a cranky old old fogey now, but... Lyrically and musically, well, maybe not musically, maybe not beat-wise, but uh, lyrically and his flow is amazing, and um, because of everybody dogging on him for the last eight months, we got this out of nowhere without warning, and um, he's back to the thing that everybody loved about him to begin with, which was, I hate everything, I hate everyone, I am angry, screw you, screw you, don't care what you say about me. <laughs> isn't, isn't it a little sad, though, that we get to the point where musicians have to be angry or miserable for us to enjoy them. Uh, one of my favorite artists, um, Stained, uh, had that same experience. I love Stained. Don't even start. I love... I like Stained. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge radio rock fan, but I do love Stained. But they experienced a pretty similar um, 
thing in their career because he went from being like super drugged out and super miserable all the time. And, um, well then all of a sudden, like he had a kid and he started cleaning his act up and his music got a little more positive and people started dogging on him for it. And my favorite interview quote that he said in an interview, he's like, do you guys just want me to be a miserable bastard my whole life? (laughs) And I was just like, that's so true. We just want him to like, can't you just go back to being angry and upset and depressed all the time? Because I liked your music better. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Not that he was not that Eminem was like this cheery, happy go lucky guy on the last couple albums, but it was just there was no like passion behind anything he was saying and it was just it like the Donald Trump um whatever, his little what did I call it? Uh his little slam poetry that he did for the BET awards. Like that is like the epitome of what was wrong with him at the time or mm-hmm. just last year. It's like you've got kind of angry lines that are, you're trying to sound edgy but it just comes off as really really corny and cheesy um it doesn't feel like you're even really mad that donald trump's in office but you're completely dividing your entire fan base just and trying jumping to on the wagon you're just jumping on that wagon too yeah. just because that's what's popular at the time yeah exactly and he even addresses that thing in uh in a couple of his songs on this album where he he says if i could go back i i would have um I would have reworded it. I would have said, you know, I I pity you people for listening to this snake. So he's still not like in support of Trump by any means, but he's like But that's that's know, a whole different um opinion or a whole different right atmosphere in your music. Right. It's not like before it was just F like you for liking him, that's like I feel bad for you for having these opinions. Right. And that that's fine. It that in that regards it's less edgy, but it's more honest. Because he's not just like, I'm drawing a line and I don't care if you like me. Uh, screw you if you like Trump. Um, on, on the album, he says, uh, what was it? I don't know. There's a million, a million amazing quotes on this album. A million amazing lines and turns of phrase. And uh, I, I, I don't care what anybody says. I think in five to ten years, people are going to be looking back and studying this album for his ability to put words together. Because he is... A literal wordsmith, and he cannot be matched. Do you know what this album was, though? I haven't heard it, but all it was was him erasing that line. Yeah. He's like, I'm drawing the line, that album. and I don't care what you think. And then he realized he lost at least half his fans. He's yeah. like, I'm just kidding, guys. I, I didn't mean it. Let me yeah. I'm, come back, please. No, he, he even says that. He says, um, uh, because of that, I, I'm cutting my fan base into thirds, and last year sucked. Like, he does not... Um, he doesn't flower it up. He's like, no, I did that. And I don't like that. I did that. It was too, um, too much and too mean and too, I don't know. Like, yes, he's backpedaling, but he's not, he's not, uh, pretending like he's not at least. Yeah. Anyway, well, nobody cares about that except for me probably, but I, I, uh, I care more about, um, was it machine gun Kelly that somebody posted about today? Well, yeah, yesterday Machine Gun Kelly released a song because he was one of the ones in the crossfire with uh, with Eminem ripping everybody down. And, um, yeah, he, as rappers do, they post diss tracks, diss tracks, not diss tracks. Um, so he posted one in response to Eminem, calling him, like, an old blah, 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 whatever. Um, honestly, his, like... Eminem's fans are typically extremely polarized, where if you go against Eminem, uh, he will, or, uh, his fan base will automatically be like, no, obviously Eminem's better. 
Machine Gun Kelly's fans are the same way. Like these people are, they they can't hear somebody bashing on their their idol without getting offended and saying a bunch of nonsense. I think that Machine Gun Kelly's was pretty well put together, and it was only two days after or four days after or something after the album came out. And um, yeah, it was good, but I don't think it measures up to Eminem's ripping a part of him to begin with. And I do no, but talk about the oversized balls the guy has to say some of the things he did say about Eminem. Yeah, he's a uh, he's not the first one. I mean, people have gone back and forth. I, I don't remember who it was. Um, I could be totally wrong, but I'm thinking it was like Jaw Rule or somebody back in the day uh, went back and forth with Eminem, and then what was the last thing you heard from Jaw Rule? Uh, so everybody's right. like, you know, uh, rest <laughs> rest in peace, Machine Gun Kelly. My favorite. Uh, my favorite comment on the Machine Gun Kelly video was uh, this Machine Gun or this MKG guy is he's pretty good. I wish I would have discovered him before he died. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yep. Like, who is that? Remember that chick? She was like a YouTube rapper. Who did she diss? Like not too long ago, all she was famous for was YouTube. She was a YouTuber and she like dissed. Oh, is uh um Snoop Dogg. She dissed Snoop Dogg, and she had um, her crew. There was like two, two guys. Anyone to rap? It was just them. Like, fuck you, Snoop Dogg. Fuck you, this guy, that guy. F you, f that. And it was like, right. you're nothing. You're just washed up. You're washed up. And there's two people in the it's background just that are just like ganging up no on reason. him and stuff. Well, then within like a day later, um, she comes back on all sobby. She's like, I, I, I. <laughs> didn't mean it like i respect your music and she's like man he sent his boys after her he she probably got some serious death threats i'm like you don't right. screw with snoop dogg he's got some serious connections if you look into snoop dogg's story there's a really good chance he has either literally murdered someone or has hired somebody That's, to murder someone right he has been to court for murder i don't believe eminem has had that but i like there's some people that you could just leave alone, especially if you don't have beef with them. If you're not like, if they weren't like calling you out for something, then why would right. you go there? Obviously, they have a bigger fan base than you do. Right. And um, I'm pretty sure Snoop Dogg has either blood or crip connections. I can't remember yeah. which one, but like serious ties with one of the two. And I'm just like, man, there's some reach there that you don't, you just don't mess with. He's especially from back in the oh, days where uh, gangster rap was made by gangsters and uh back in the days when tupac and biggie got shot and all that type of stuff and easy e and he i'm pretty sure yeah that's like the the theory that he had something to do with easy e's murder but yeah th there's a part of me that's like i i'm not a negative person but <laughs> like listening to eminem's new album it's like is is your fire, can you only have fire if you're angry at everyone? Um, I mean, I'll definitely enjoy it and listen to it. Do you need to be negative totally? Um, no, but uh, there's definitely a big part of me that's like, we're going to get back to the days of back and forth diss tracks, especially with Eminem involved, and I'm super stoked because, uh, I mean, it's great entertainment. What? Jerry Spring on rap albums. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like rap battling, um, but more thought out I, I saw a meme recently that was like uh rapper diss tracks are basically just two guys writing poetry to each other from long distances <laughs> <laughs> is that accurate yep 
but yeah anyway my my short review of the album is it's fantastic there's about three songs in there they're like his cheesy love songs i don't hate him as much as everybody else does he could have left him off the album would have been much better but i'm fine with them listen to the album if you're not offended by naughty words and crudeness because that has not been dialed down by any stretch over the years um, but it's quite entertaining, and especially if you know some of the backstories of him with different rappers and critics and different people in the rap community. Uh, it's very entertaining to see how he not only insults people, but insults them in such a masterful way. Yep. Yep. And to that, uh, Forrest Bazaar says, Eminem's new song, Venom, is technically meant to be per, uh promotion for the new venom movie uh did you like that song yes i did i've heard people crap on it because it feels it i don't know people have, i've heard people say that it feels too much like a, a movie song i don't think it is well, it's i mean the point well yeah he, he makes a, a few too many references to like eddie brock and the actual venom story if he made it a little bit more vague i would like it more um and if he made it a little bit more vague uh, it would work totally fine without it even being promotion for the movie, but I do think it's a good song. Anyway, I would say that's enough Eminem talk. Uh, we should probably keep moving things along, especially since yep. Forrest said in the Downers Club today that uh, the after party last week wasn't an after party so much as it was, what were the words that he used? Um, an endurance test? Screw you, Forrest. Screw you. Forrest, don't, don't, I mean, do stick around, but don't stick around if you don't like it. <laughs> But please stick around. It's true. It's true. All right. Uh, Next so, story. Yeah. You want to get into some actual stories? Oh, this is a story. I'm going to start off light. I like I like to start lighthearted. Flip turned upside down. What? Yeah, exactly. Um, I like to stay start out lighthearted and work our way into the real stuff. So this one I found. This is on the Huff Huffington Post. Hold on. They real have quick before you get into that. Got to remind everybody, if we have anybody new here, if you're commenting on Facebook or on Twitter or anything like that, we can't see them until after the broadcast. But if you go over to YouTube and comment in the little sidebar that says chat, we will be able to see all of them and we will respond to some of them. And we'll take some calls later on, too. So stick around for that. But HuffPo, go ahead. HuffPo has their own section. and It's the weird news section. It's where I get most of my lighthearted stories for the show. This one was the most interesting that I found. The title is, the store, A store was caught sticking googly eyes on fish to make them look fresh. <laughs> and it, yes, yes, it's as... I mean, this I'm going to show you the actual picture that customers took. You can't. I'm going to share this. I'm, I, I can't screen share at all? No. You can hold your like phone up. We, we talk about what? this every time. You can hold your phone up to the camera. But for like one second, it won't freeze it up, will it? Well, it won't show it. It won't show uh, it. Okay. Well, okay. It is as bad as you think. It is literally the <laughs> stick-on googly eyes you get in like arts and crafts in yeah. kindergarten. Yeah. So it says, there's something fishy going on here. <laughs> A store in Kuwait has reportedly been shut down after it was discovered that its owners were sticking googly eyes on fish in an attempt to make them look or to appear fresher. <laughs> Images of one of the fish, which were uploaded to Twitter on Saturday, left users in hilarious disbelief 
at creative at the creativeness of the store's owners. And literally, it shows the fish with like a yellowed out eye. Like I guess that's supposed to show that it's not very fresh because the mm-hmm. eye is really yellow. But then the picture before that is a sticker googly eye over its eye. So like, is, it, who's... is it a googly eye like the ones that rattle around, or is it yes. at least? No, oh my gosh! <laughs> it's it's the the little tiny stickers you stuck on little paper crafts. If they at least got preschool. one where it doesn't move, it would be a little bit more believable. <laughs> no, this is one of the googly eyes. Um, Twitter post says, um, "My strongest disp- my strongest held belief is that extreme creative crimes that don't involve maiming another person should be allowed." <laughs> Because they got shut down by police, and that is literally the whole story, but I wow. found it incredibly interesting. There is a few uh, Twitter posts. says, never judge the freshness of a fish by the googliness of their eyes. <laughs> That's um, a good quote. I should make a shirt. <laughs> yes. Never judge the freshness of a fish by the googliness of their eyes. Just let's, anything let's... that anybody who uses googliness as an actual word <laughs> is a win in my book. Says Kuwait police has shut down a fish store that was sticking googly eyes on eyes on fish to make them appear fresh, fresher than they are. <laughs> so that's like literally it. the whole thing. But so, I just felt we had to read that. So there was legal action again taken against them for doing this. Was this. they just got shut down because they were well, I would um, hope so. defrauding people, I guess, by making their fish appear fresher, trying to make them appear to be fresh fish when they're not. But still, I'm that's not the point of the story yeah <laughs> it's, it's the googly eyes right so it's it, I, I don't i have no words for it it's just amazing what people will do to try to pass something as true that is beautiful that's beautiful i like only it. in kuwait only in kuwait mm-hmm. hey it's, uh to those listening uh super professional here but i just got a warning saying that the local recording could not be completed i assume that we're still live because it hasn't kicked us out of that let us know if there's an issue with that. If you can hear us, comment so we know you're there. All right, continuing on. Is that is that it for the, the googly eyes? Yeah, unless you have anything else to say about it. It was a short and sweet, but I thought yeah. we should open it. No, that, that's beautiful. That's a good opener. Um, I'm not sure what else to say except for A- minus for creativity, at the very least. At least use more realistic fish eyes. And maybe. B- plus for the balls. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, did you hear about? Uh, did you hear about our boy? Which boy? You know which boy. AJ. Or I knew you knew which boy. Yep. Good old Alex Jones. Oh, I just realized something. Hmm. 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 One second. What is happening? You realize that you don't know what is happening. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so anyway, I we we got a couple voicemails this week. Um, we got one from John Schweppe and one from Lucas Riley. And I just now realized that we can't play the audio because they're in Skype, and I didn't download the audio before the episode. So we have them, and they're here, and we'll get this figured out eventually. And I'll have to download them later on. Um, <laughs> Over a break. Yeah, uh, Mary says, can hear fine, so good deal. Kayla says, where's the JBL? <laughs> it's right here, Kayla. Sorry. Anyway, um, 
So, yeah, our, our good pal Alex Jones, who is notoriously known for being anti-transsexual, who who talks about the topic a strangely large amount and calls transsexuals, you know, I, I'm not quoting him here or anything, but he, he's not a fan. He doesn't approve. He thinks it's a disgrace to God, probably. Um, he was... So there was a broadcast on InfoWars, and he's, like, making reference to something on his phone, and the camera shows an overhead view of the thing that he's showing on his phone. But before he can click on it, you can see all of his uh, his pages that he has open, and one of them, one of them talks about uh, T-Babe, such and such. It's clearly a porn site that he had open for transsexual porn. And, um, obviously, people ran with this as quickly as they possibly could. Um, have you heard his response to that outrage? No. Okay. Well, he did respond to it. And I think that's the better part of this story. So let me switch over to my screen share here. One second. Um, if Ecam will cooperate for the first time ever, there we go. Uh, here is Alex Jones's response. Um, and also, um, what about the trans porn on your phone, Alex? Are you ever going to talk about that? Say that again. Trans porn on your phone. That's all they keep talking about. And you know, I saw a couple like, news articles about that. It's ridiculous. I was like looking up some reporter we're trying to hire today and punched in some number and it popped up porn on my phone. Everybody's had porn pop up on their phones hundreds of times. So I'm sitting there with a phone on air showing it to everybody because I couldn't get a URL up in the studio. And then like something pops up and like, oh my God. And, it, and I looked at it. it, wasn't the news blurted out because there was nothing there. They blurred it to then say something was there. Then you went to it with some porn menu. I probably had porn menus pop up 500 times on my phone. So I appreciate your call. I mean, it's insane, ladies and gentlemen. There's two types of people, people that look at porn and people that lie about it. But I wasn't looking at porn uh, on my phone. I don't take phones on air that I look at porn on. Uh, and so I saw all that. I didn't respond to it. I mean, if I respond to half the attacks on me, it'll be oh, it's it's ridiculous. But I'll say this. The Amazon ads, the Viagra ads, non-plastic bag ads are taking my iPhone over. iPhones didn't used to be that bad like Androids. It's what you got to say about so, that? <laughs> there's two types of people in the world. Yep. People that look at porn and people that lie about porn. And I'm not and I don't look at porn. Yep. So what you're saying right now... No, he said... He, he didn't say I don't look at porn. He said there's two types of people, those that look at porn, those that lie about it, and I wasn't looking at porn. The so better part... Yeah, well, maybe. The better part about that is that he said, I don't take phones on the air that I look at porn on. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> the funny thing is, I've never just inadvertently had porn menus pop up on my phone right yeah he's he's saying that <laughs> these, this these isn't menus, 1995 these menus just pop up all the time it's like yeah who are you talking to the, exactly this isn't 95 windows 95 where you click on just some banner and it turns into porn i mean we're in a new day now and i imagine that he has the intelligence and the ability to uh monitor monitor what pops up on his phone and it's it's not like it was just there like he was on his apparently on his porn phone he actually he accidentally took his porn phone on air with him this time uh, apparently he has two phones one is a burner porn phone and one is <laughs> his on-air phone 
Um, I mean, would you really want that to be your burner phone then? Because you're then you're going to lose all the that history. And what if you want to go back and look at that later? Right. Um, the whole thing is just so beautiful. It's like I I don't Alex Jones. Nobody would care that you look at it at all if you weren't a hypocrite about it and ragging on it all the time. Well, look at whatever you want, but clearly this is this is not this is not well, not not fake. There's that saying. There's like a saying. I can't think quite think of it but it's like the thing you hate the most is the thing that you usually are or something like that sure. like the things that you oppose the, so he's the a transsexual hard you heard it here first folks alex jones is actually a transsexual i said that about a guy that i work with that i talk about frequently on here who is completely anti like gay anti he's super uh conservative and anti-race anti-gay all these mm-hmm. things um and he hates Target because they allow, uh, or because of that whole uh, same bathroom scenario a couple of years back, and he yeah. just holds a grudge and stuff. I'm like, really secretly, on the weekends, he's putting on dresses, and he's this big, burly <laughs> guy too. So uh, I'm just like, he's probably at home. He puts on his high heels and dresses, and he hates himself for it because he's a pastor and everything, and so he opposes it the most because that's what he struggles with the most. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because there was that guy. Um, Ted Haggard, couple about ten years ago, he was. It's been longer uh, than like that. Ten, fifteen years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, he was uh, the head of the National Evangelical Association, I think, and he was super, like, super anti-gay. Yep. And stuff, and then he it ended up coming out that he was uh, given a male prostitute a blowjob for cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yep, soliciting male prostitutes. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, if you guys want to call in and talk about this while we wrap up this article, feel free to, and we'll see if we can get you in without kicking Craig out this time. That'd be great. No guarantees, Craig, but we'll cover it. Um, but yeah, that was actually, uh, Lucas called in and that was his, uh, his point of discussion. Are you going to bring up, uh, Alex Jones's fetishes that he's in denial of? So there's that. And Apparently, well, I was listening to the the Quite Frankly podcast, and he was talking about this topic. And then all of his fans kept like sending him money and donating because he has uh, an option where you can do a super chat thing, which is what we're gonna do because we finally hit a thousand dollars, not a thousand dollars, a thousand subscribers on YouTube. We're gonna start doing Ooh. super chats as soon as YouTube actually proves it, which they say could take up to a month. So no guarantees on yeah, and. D- Depending on what airs between now and then, we may never have that option. But people were sending him super chats, and they were they were like putting in money, and they were like, "This is uh, I want this money to go directly to your porn phone, so you can go safely onto the air without getting discriminated against." <laughs> fair, fair. Speaking of uh, being in denial, um, next article on my list is uh, our favorite 1990s girl intern. Monica Monica Wolinsky walked off stage at a Jerusalem conference when asked about Bill Clinton. What does she expect at this point? Or like, <laughs> what else are they going to ask known, about? What are they going to ask about? <laughs> she's trying to be known for other things besides the BJ heard around the world. But she wouldn't but, be known for anything if it wasn't for that. Right. Or she would be a nobody. So you should be thanking Bill Clinton for making giving you the platform you have today. Not saying 
I condone what Bill Clinton did, but mm -hmm. seriously, she would be nobody. So uh, in Jerusalem, Monica Lewinsky, the former White House intern turned anti-bullying advocate, walked off stage Monday night at a conference in Jerusalem when she was asked a question relating to the former President Bill Clinton. Yannick Levi, one of Israel's top news anchors, <clears throat> asked Lewinsky, who has spoken in recent years about the humiliation she endured after her affair with the former president, was made public, whether she still expected a personal apology from Clinton. I mean, it wasn't crude or anything like that. Um, she goes. The interviewer says, Now recently in an interview with ABC News, former President Clinton was rather irate when he was asked if he ever apologized to you personally and said, I apologize publicly. Do you still expect that apology, that personal apology? Asked Levi. Mm -hmm. So Lewinsky responds. She says, I'm so sorry I'm not going to be able to do this before laying her microphone down and walking off the stage. Later, Lewinsky, who became a household name in the late 90s for an affair that nearly brought down Clinton's presidency, published a statement on Twitter saying Levi had put that same question to her when they met ahead of the conference and that she had responded that it was off limits. When she asked me it on stage with blatant disregard for our agreement, it became clear to me that I had been misled. She said parameters of what would be covered in discussion were clear. It was to focus on the subject of her speech, which talked about the perils and pos positives of the Internet. Um, spokesman went on to say that they believe the question was legitimate and respectful and one that certainly did not go beyond Ms. Lewinsky's request and did not right. cross lines. So blah, blah, blah. You are able blah, to blah, speak blah. for one reason and one reason alone. It is because you gave the president a blowjob. That's it. Deal with it. Correct. Um, and don't act surprised when you get asked that question, like you've never been asked that question before, like you've been asked a single other question since that happened. That that that's all. That's your career. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, you can pretend like, like you're I you're a, a advocate against bullying, but nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> like I said. It wasn't like they were asking any specific details or anything like that. It was literally just... What was just, the question again? Just, it was basically, um, Bill Clinton said he gave a public apology. Do you still um, expect or want a personal apology from Bill Clinton? Yeah, so that's just like, are, are you still mad? Do you accept that? Do you accept that apology? It's not even digging into the past. It, it's something that she brought up. That she expected an apology, and he gave an apology, and all that crap. Um, it seems just as relevant as anything else she has to say. And and even if it was pretty even softball question too. Even if it did kind of irritate her, she could have This wouldn't even be a headline if she handled it better. She could have just been like, "I have no comment to that at this right. time." Yeah, Next I, I don't want to question. get into that. That's Rather all we're than, here to discuss. That's that's how an adult would respond to that. I'm I'm here for a reason. I came to talk about this. That is not on the agenda. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm not going to address that at this time. There are many adult ways to respond to that question. <laughs> not just nah. I'm done. I I I'm done. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. She probably got paid to be there for this interview too. I'm sure this, she did. This speech, too. Yep. All right. Well, if anybody wants to call in, you are welcome to do so. Uh, the number is 309-716-3818. You can see it 
down here at the bottom of the screen. My camera's backwards, so this is difficult. Down there at the bottom of the screen, 309-716-3818. Let us know what you think about Eminem or Monica Lewinsky or, or googly Alex eyes. Jones or googly eyes. Googly-eyed Alex Jones, Monica Lewinsky. All right. <clears throat> that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> that is true. Uh, moving on in the stack, what else do we got here? Um, let's see. I've got a f quite a few. What do I want to get into? You brought up talking about, and I don't know a whole lot about this one, so we'll get it out of the way. It'll probably be a brief discussion, but did you hear, you brought up the whole uh, evangelicals being shysters nonsense. Uh -huh. um, did you hear about Bill Hybels? Do you know who Bill Hybels know. is? I have no idea who Bill Hybels is. I don't either. Um, but he is apparently a big mega pastor from... Uh, okay, so the headline is megachurch pastor Bill Hybels resigns from Willow Creek after uh, women alleged misconduct. So the, the long and the short of this story is that... Uh, He's a prominent pastor. He announced on Tuesday that he's stepping down from his Chicago-area megachurch, Willow Creek, just weeks after the uh, Chicago Tribune posted allegations of misconduct from several women. Um, he was the spiritual advisor to guess who? Which president? Bush? Guess again. It's relevant to what we've been talking about. Uh, Bill Clinton? You got Did it. Bill have a spiritual advisor. Bill, well, they all have a spiritual advisor because they all have to say that they're evangelical Christians. Otherwise, they won't get in the White House. Um, Bill Clinton's spiritual advisor, Bill Hybels, surprise, surprise, <laughs> um, was uh, accused of sexual misconduct. I I've watched the video. I I'm reading through the article now. I haven't seen any details on what the misconduct was. But uh, he stepped down. He was supposed to retire six months from now, which, okay. So he was supposed to retire six months from now. He went ahead and retired uh, after the allegations came out. This type of thing, it feels shady on both sides. And I hate, th this seems to always be the case, where you've got this guy who's about to retire, uh, and the people, uh, they see an opportunity to bring this up. They're like, I have to put this out before he retires instead of bringing this up way back when it happened. I don't know when it happened. It doesn't really say. But it, that always seems shady to me when they put it out right before he's going to step down. Um, it also seems shady that he heard that this was coming out, and he's like, okay, bye. Like, I'm not going to deal yeah. with it. I'm sure he's gotten a bunch of backlash, and there's people on both sides, people saying he's a great guy and everything, and people, like, of course his church congregation saying he led me to Christ and this and that. Um, and he would never do anything wrong. Of course not. He's a, he's a mega church pastor. They've never done anything wrong in their lives. Um, right. but yeah, it, it's hard to say. Um, I'm not seeing really any details here. 90 um, or probably 50% of that congregation will leave because he's stepping down because they only go to a mega church to see the pastor. They don't go true. for the church. Even if there was, that's well, how most of these work. Well, it's probably more like. 30% will leave because, and I, I mean, this is all us making up statistics and none of this is true, but it's probably 30% will leave because he left and they feel like they were wronged because the guy that they love was wronged by having allegations thrown at him. Uh, maybe 20 to 25% will leave because they f 
they don't want to be at a church where a guy could get away with sexual misconduct for this long, and then 50% will stay for a little while, and they'll try a new pastor. 25% won't like him because they realize that he doesn't speak as well. Then there will be 25% left, and then it will die, which is sad. It's sad. Yeah. As yep. much as I don't care about mega churches, it's like, it's the same with, what's his face, uh, Mark Driscoll. When Mars Hill shut down all their campuses because Mark Driscoll was gone. It's like, clearly... One guy. Yeah, clearly you were there for one thing and one thing alone, and that was the problem. The problem the whole time is that you're following this guy so blindly that if he's gone, your whole life falls apart and your church can't possibly stand on its own. So, there's... I mean... Pastors are some pretty shitty people sometimes. Some well, of them, like especially the big sometimes. time. Ones. Did you hear about? Um, are you done with that specific one? Because I got that reminded me of another story. Yeah, there's the news, there wasn't right? a lot there. We can move on. Um, I, that reminded me of this story. Um, Aretha Franklin just died recently, and her funeral just occurred over the weekend. Right, and it was at. Uh, I don't even know where I was at. I don't have the exact article. I have some of the information in this article. But um, Ariana Grande sung You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman at the funeral because that's an Aretha Franklin song. Yes. And um, afterwards, the pastor, the bishop of the church, this mega church, Greater Grace Temple. This wasn't just over um, the weekend. This was like a week ago, wasn't it? Was it a while ago? I don't know. I just saw it first today. I'm pretty must sure. just be... I must not. I probably haven't looked at the news, but it's all good. anyway, That's what we do here. He go. What? It's all good. That's what we do here. We don't look at the news, right. then we pretend like it's news. The bishop, pastor of this mega church, goes and puts his arm around her, pulls her close, and you can clearly see where his hand is like on her boob, <laughs> and like he holds it there for a while, and she's like, he's like kind of talking to her, and smirk, and people are like smirking, and he's pulling her close, and she's kind of really uncomfortable pulling mm-hmm. back. But just have not making a scene, just kind of. Um, I haven't seen that clip. I've seen the clip where like through. Bill Clinton and all the old guys are like staring at her as she walks out. And actually, now that you mentioned that, I do think that was more recent than I was thinking. I was thinking of something else, but go on. This says, um, well, this uh, the thing is, articles like this come out, and rightfully so. I disagree with the headline, but right, I mean, it's just, it's just getting more and more common in. The public is being publicized more. But this headline says, every woman I know has had that Ariana Grande moment. I don't believe that. I don't believe every woman has been groped. I don't. No. But I'm not a woman, so I can't speak for all women. But I can't believe that every guy gropes every woman. Well, I I suppose it's possible that every woman has had some sort of uncomfortable encounter like that where you're like, is this guy doing what I think he's doing? I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and assume that he misplaced his hand. But sure, I guess. it's possible that every woman has. But that doesn't mean that every guy is responsible for it. It doesn't say that. It just says every right. woman has had that moment. Sure. This, I'll just read a tiny bit of this just to get some context. It says, her breast couldn't have been squeezed in a more public forum. I agree. It's very public. She was up <laughs> the on the stage. The inaugural address. <laughs> it says, she was at pul- at the pulpit during the funeral service for Aretha Franklin with former President Bill Clinton, Reverend Al Sharpton, and Reverend Jesse Jackson behind her, and the live television cameras in front of her. That's where singer Ariana Grande 
was groped by the officiating pastor, Charles H. Ellis III. It was so fast, so nonchalant, and so affable, you could easily convince yourself that it hadn't happened, or that wasn't wrong, but it did, and it was. Ellis, the pastor of the Greater Grace Temple Megachurch in Detroit, wove nimbly between musical performances and eulogies honoring the Queen of Soul. Grande had just like used that wording. Re- wove nimbly between performances. Right. Like you make it sound yeah. like he was prowling around during the performances, just groping people on the spot. <laughs> it says Ellis pulled Grande to the pulpit, locking his arm around her in a side hug. Instead of resting his hand on her shoulder, as he did with other mourners, he slid it under her arm above her waist and curled his fingers around her breast. Then he squeezed the 25-year-old nominated singer who, whose concert in Manchester, England, had been targeted by a suicide bomber last year. That is irrelevant, completely That's irrelevant. That's how news works these days. Gotta fill it with something. His response is, I have to apologize because I have to, I have to brush up, Ellis said, setting up a belittling joke. My no, this is what he said there. He said, my 28-year-old daughter tells me, Dad, you are old at 60. When I saw Ariana Grande on the program, I thought that was a new something at Taco Bell. <laughs> what a douche. What? <laughs> when he saw her or when, or when he heard the name? When he heard the name Ariana Grande. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> anyway, the fact is this. <clears throat> this guy's a sleazeball because, A... The guy had no business side-hugging this girl on stage in the first place. Right. I don't understand. Did he side-hug everybody why... else that performed? Well, it said everybody else he side-hugged and wrap, like on the shoulder, like wrap-around body on the shoulder. But her, he went up between her arms. Mm. Why would you he do that He wove nimbly between place? her arms. <laughs> right. Why would you – like people I know, women I know that aren't my wife, I wouldn't like side-hug them – under their armpit or under even like on their like waist or anything like that. It's just like, there's no reason for that. There are specific like boundaries in the U S culture. We're not a touchy culture. Like some people hug more than others, but even those people know that what, what they're allowed to do and not do, especially on a public platform, literal platform like this, it's just like, dude, you are just a creepy sleazeball and you can't, there's no apologies you can make and no justification for this because even if you didn't intentionally grab her, her breast, you still cop the feel in some way. You still too cozy at the very least. Um, did you see the video? Did you like, are you judging from what you've seen or just going off what they said? No, I've seen the video and he pulls her close and she is like pulling back. Like you can see she's just like leaning out of it and um he he stays there for probably a couple seconds uh, talking to her and then it was over so it was only a few seconds but it was long enough that if he was he did have her boob in his hand it would be an uncomfortable three seconds very uncomfortable well yeah Uh, mary rome says uh his fingers were grazing her boob um very much so so yeah uh mary i'm curious are you are you I'm a, I don't know. Maybe you're defending him, saying he just it was an actual an accidental graze, um, which is possible. I mean, given uh, give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, maybe he didn't realize what he was doing, but it doesn't sound like it. Mary, if you're not defending him, you're probably not. Maybe you are. Either way is fine. Either way, uh, comment in. Let me know or give us a call at three zero nine seven one six three eight one eight. 
Um, his, his apology. Here's his apology really quick. He apologized in an interview with the Associated Press. says, it would never be my intention to touch any woman's breast, he, he said, adding, <laughs> maybe I crossed the border. Maybe? Maybe you crossed a border? Yeah. <laughs> the, the border was her bra. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just... Mary said, no, not defending, saying it was obvious. So... Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, I, I give the benefit of the doubt if I haven't seen something, but if everybody's, if people that I know and trust are saying it was obvious, then you're probably right. You're probably right. You need to figure out how to screen share because I can show you googly eyes and this creeper groping Ariana Grande. All right. Well, we're getting a call from a number um, and still not letting me add them. So, Craig, we'll be right back. Hello, hello. Somebody there? Hello. Hi, is this Mary? This is. Mary, you're live on the air. How's it going? So I just wanted to clarify for everyone that I was so not defending him. <laughs> yep, yep, gotcha. Yeah. I was, just saying, I, was, I was just trying to say his fingers were like, in the video, they were like moving, like they kept, oh. I don't know, he was like stroking her boob, it was really creepy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, like I said, uh I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt if I haven't seen it, but if you guys have seen it and you're saying that it was definitely uh, definitely apparent that something shady was going on, then I, I believe it to be true. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty shady. <laughs> All right. Well, Mary, thanks for calling in. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to any of the stories that we've covered tonight? No, uh, except this is my first time listening to Anti-News, and I'm really liking it. But uh don't know how much longer I can stay up because I got a lot of kiddos to watch tomorrow. It's all but, good. It's all good. Kids first. It's it's great. I'm enjoying it a lot. <laughs> Very nice. Well, we'll talk to you later, Mary. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Craig. Craig, your yes. your mic is muted. Um. Yeah. That that was Mary. She was calling in to say. Not. Not unintentional. Very deliberate. Very clearly deliberate. <laughs> so, just af just affirming her stance. So, and I guess people like kind of giggled when it happened. I don't know if they're probably more from what I read, but they're probably more giggling at his joke about Taco Bell and stuff. But mm -hmm. still, for as obvious as it was, it was just like that's not a mistake. Even if it was a mistake, that's not a mistake you can afford to make at that level. Right. Right on, right on. Um, all right. Well, we've covered a good bit of ground, and we'll do a little bit more here. We'll take a quick break. Um, and, yeah, we'll come back after that and see what else is going on in the world. So, everybody, just so you know, I didn't say it at the top of the hour, but uh, this is the show where we drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke, kick back and relax. So if you don't have a drink, go grab one while we take a quick five, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. I've got a lot more to cover, and we'll see you guys on the other side. And before I do that, uh, all right, cool. Well, yeah, not good at uh, working my hands and my mouth at the same time, if you guys haven't noticed. But intermission happening now. Stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Light bright, light bright, turn on the magic of colored lights. Light bright, light bright, make a face to glow at night. Smiling friend, shining 
in the colored pegs and follow the patterns. It's easy to make your favorite pictures and characters, or you can always create your own light pictures. Light bright, light bright, turn on the magic of shining light. Light bright from Milton Bradley. My buddy, my Slow down when you're wondering what to do. Let's go! Go bowling! Nothing brings people together or makes friends so fast as bowling. So call a friend. Bowl Brunswick tomorrow. Supermarket where Mrs. Evans oh, hello. is about to compare Birdseye's new frozen breakfast drink, Awake, to the flavor of frozen orange juice. First, the orange juice. Awake has more vitamin B1 and frozen orange juice. What's wrong with that? It's richer in vitamins, costs less, and tastes as good as frozen orange juice. You can find it in the freezer, ma'am. Awake, a new product of General Foods. Puss in Boots brings you new green cans. Puss in Boots brings you new green cans. Puss in Boots brings you new green cans. New green cans. Green cans that you pick by number. Green cans. New green cans. New green cans that you pick by number. Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Cans the best cat food. Yeah. In the whole doggone world. Tell them what they're looking for. New green cans. Being married is no excuse to let needless bad breath and tooth decay make romance fade, fade, fade away. Remember. You fight tooth decay, help stop bad breath all day, with Colgate Dental Cream. For most people, brushing after eating with Colgate with activated Gardol helps fight decay, helps stop bad breath originating in the mouth all day. Trouble often starts when food particles are trapped between your teeth. But Colgate with Gardol gives you activated foam as you brush, penetrates between teeth to help foam food particles away. Proper brushing with Colgate can mean fewer cavities, fresher breath for you. So keep your romance fresh with Colgate. You fight to decay, help stop bad breath all day with Colgate Dental Cream. Well, hello, boy. Now, what do you say? Let's make with the popcorn right away. Too much trouble and bother. Yes, indeed. No, man. Heat's all you need. You need more than heat, boy. According to Hoyle, you need popcorn, salt, butter, and oil. And a frying pan, or to be completely proper, you ought to have a popper. I dig it. You ain't a hip, old man. To easy pop pop in its own pan. You mean easy pop pop in its own pan? Now you're swinging, Daddy. Crazy man. Why don't you make it with me to the grocery shop? We'll both take a pan of this easy pop. The pop. 
Now, uh, give it the heat bed. That's the wildest. Easy Pops, too much, the neatest, the mildest. We'll all have a gallon in just about a minute. Popcorn, salt, and oil, and everything in it. What do you know? No muss, no fuss. There's Easy Pop popcorn for all of us. Easy Pop, man, that's real popcorn. Karen? Shh, don't say her name. What if she hurt you? I don't want her to know I like her. Then she... And you know Christ was a Jew. That's what we're coming back with. I ain't remember to turn my mic back on when I come back from break. Did you know Christ was a Jew? I heard a rumor. Have you seen that movie? It's uh, from The Ringer. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, with Johnny Knoxville. Most of the movies, most of the time when you ask, have you seen that movie? My response will probably always be no. Well, this is like a 10-year-old movie from way back when. And it's actually the movie that... When I posted about whether or not I should do old movie uh, Rotten Potatoes reviews for members of the Downers Club, it was right after watching that because I was like, I want to rave about this movie because it's a fantastically hilarious, underrated movie. Well, my when you posted that, I was like, well, I'd probably be able to cr- contribute, me, ugh, contribute more to the conversation, but now that I think about it, I probably won't be able to. Yeah, well, that that's... That's certainly not a popular one that most people have seen. Um, it's a movie about <laughs> Johnny Knoxville needing some money, so he uh, he joins the Special Olympics, and <laughs> so that and then his uncle places bets on him to win. Uh, great movie, check it out. But we're definitely not here to discuss that. If you're just tuning in, which you're probably not. You can call into the show at any point in time, and we'll kick Craig out of here and replace him with you at 309-716-3818. But, Please uh, replace me. I hate doing this. I, I understand, totally. Um, but, uh, Craig, so what, what are you drinking tonight? What are you smoking tonight? Are you vaping tonight? What's going on? I'm not vaping because I ran out of vape juice today because I don't vape at all because I'm not a douchebag. If you don't vape, how'd you run out of vape juice? <laughs> It just it just dries up because it sits there oh, and it evaporated. It just evaporated. Yes, yep. <laughs> exactly. I am smoking pipe tobacco. I was actually looking on this packaging to see what it was, but the shop I bought it from was too cheap to get a labeled baggie for it. Because cool. usually they have their logo right here, and then they'll write on it what flavor it is. Because I had a feeling this question would come up. So I picked up the bag and I was like, those assholes just put it in a freaking generic bag. Yep. I bought it in North Carolina, though. I went to a couple different pipe shops while I'm down there because they have way better tobacco down there than we do growing here in Iowa. Right. And so I'm smoking that. And I am drinking coffee at, what time is it? 10 o'clock? Yep. Ish. Hot coffee 
Which, this funny story, my wife decides to make iced coffee, so she makes pots and then puts them in the fridge to cool off for tomorrow. Well, there was no hot coffee in the pot, so I poured her iced coffee into a mug and microwaved it, so now I have hot coffee, defeating (laughs) everything she worked so hard for. Yep. So, and then I have my own special creamer that I make myself. There's two ingredients. Explain. (laughs) Cream and bourbon. Mm. That is all. All right, so, so it's uh, it's basically like a sophisticated four loco, where it's got the caffeine and the alcohol in one. I'd say more like a um, American Irish cream. We'll go with that because okay. it sounds better than four loco. Sure, I understand. Uh, even more sophisticated. Anyway, I am drinking a, my my go to. Uh, the reason why I made this here mug, which you can get by going to tsidpod.com forward slash shop. It is my uh, my mixture of Dr Pepper and vodka. So the down at the bottom, it, it sounds says, awful. It, Absolutely it's awful. <laughs> it's low. It's low carb, and the mug says, as you can see, if you buy it, forty percent ABV at the bottom of it, just so there's no confusion that I'm drinking oh. coffee here. So you're drinking eighty proof vodka, is what you're. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So and I'm vaping on a, a delicious. Uh, what do we got here? Nope, that's not the right bottle. Sorry to the audio listeners, this is very boring. Even more boring than I'm sure it is to watch, but uh, Tricks and Treats, which is my uh, mm. Tricks off-brand blend, and I've got a blue gut, or Snow snow My Gush Blues, which is like snow a bunch of, gush. it's like a blue, slushy, um, something or other. Yeah, anyway. Currently, my last, my last juice that evaporated all by itself was um caramel coffee and it was quite delicious but very nice. not that i know very nice um just before we went on intermission there uh i think we have a couple of people who just tuned in but just before we went on intermission i said you know this is the place where we we have some drinks and chill and talk about what's going on in the world this is the most laid back and casual news that you will ever see but mary rome said um uh, she's she's sticking around. She said, "I am. You talked me into it. I'm enjoying my first alcoholic beverage in over a year. Yay, pregnancy wow. and breastfeeding. LOL." So, I feel like we peer pressured her into drinking tonight. <laughs> if that's all it takes, then she was doomed from the start, and it's not my fault. Uh, she also says, "I've got vodka, peach schnapps, and cranberry juice. Good choice. That sounds delicious." If I drank vodka, that might sound delicious, but vodka does not like me. Yeah, I but getting back and in, throw up. getting back into the keto talk. I mean, if you want to go low carb, go clear alcohol. No, any bourbon's uh, zero carb too. You'd think it have more sugar in it, but it's actually has zero sugar. Yeah. It's when you, if you like, use it for cooking and cook it, cook it down, it will right turn into sugar. But anyway, we've got about uh, fifteen more minutes on the the public news here. Uh, thank you guys for joining in. If you're just tuning in. Um, 3097, uh, you can bring up topics that you want us to discuss or comments or questions or anything that you have going on in the world. Let us know. And on YouTube, well, if you're watching anywhere other than YouTube, go over to YouTube if you want to comment because we can't see the comments unless you post in the little chat sidebar on the right hand side there, assuming that you're watching on a computer. It's probably down below on phone. I don't know. I don't do mobile, but, uh, uh, did you do the last story or did I? I think you did. You did the Ariana Grande oh. one, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. 
Um, so I got to cover this one. Um, John Schweppe called in about uh, monkeying around. Did you hear this story? No. Okay. Uh, Ron DeSantis tells Florida voters not to monkey this up by choosing Gillum. Uh, so basically what happened was, he well, this guy, DeSantis, he's running against, he's running, uh, he's in the Florida governor's race, and on Wednesday, as both nominees made predictions, uh, the Democrat said voters aren't looking for misogynists, racists, or bigots, while the Republican said voters shouldn't, quote, monkey this up by choosing his African-American opponent. He said, let's not screw this up. He said, don't monkey this up. And guess what the Democrats did on the other side, oh, who have the black, who have the, his opponent, who just happens to be African-American. Oh, did, they freaked, did he it? They freaked the hell out. Did they, he? Did he pull a Roseanne? No. Well, I mean, do you think that he was being a racist when he said, "Don't monkey this up"? Oh, but I don't think Roseanne was either. So he pulled a Roseanne. Well, come on. This is like even more blatantly obvious that he just said, "Don't screw this up." And right. John Schweppe actually was one of the voicemails that called in earlier, um, which I would play if I could, and we'll figure that out later. But. Uh, yeah, John Schweppe called in. He posted a video on um, on his Facebook that was like, he's like reading through the article about people being outraged that this guy said, don't monkey this up, and it, that's a racist term, and blah, blah, blah. And then he, he didn't come up with all these. I think he was watching somebody else's video who found all these different clips of Democrats in the past who have used terms like, uh, we need to stop monkeying around, we, uh, like, don't monkey this up, like... This is not a new term, and it has never been a racist term until this guy happened to be running against a black guy. Just, yeah. like, my question of the night is, at what point are the Democrats going to, like, jump the shark? Like, at what point are they going to go too far and people be like, come on. At what point thought, are Democrats going to be like, what are you doing? I, I think they're already getting there. There's getting to be a lot of people that are like, I don't even know what you're talking about now. Like you're, yeah. you're just talking now. And right. I, I don't know. And I don't know if so we'll get still... into it on this before we get into the, uh, the, the after party bonus stuff, but there's the in and out burger thing that we'll touch on more in there where, uh, in and out burger donated to the Republican party. And they freaked out about that. There's, there's just so many things going on right now where, the Demo- the I won't even say Democrats, I'll say like extreme leftists, every time anybody makes a move that they can use, they jump on it, even though it this is clearly nothing. But they made a story out of it. Don't monkey this up is a term that if your grandmother made it, you want to say, Grandma, you're a racist. If your friend made it, even if they were a racist, you wanted to assume that it's a racial thing, he's running against a black guy. If he was running against a white guy, he could easily say the same thing and everybody would know exactly what he means. But because he's running against a black guy and because they see this as an opportunity, they pounce and they say, oh, yeah. this, this is disgusting. Well, here's, here's a direct quote. Uh, it's disgusting that Ron DeSantis is launching his general election campaign with racist dog whistles, said the party chairwoman, <laughs> Terry Rizzo in a statement emailed to reporters. Um, yeah. Uh, later in, Later in the day, uh, Gillum also appeared on Fox News and said, I'm not going to get down in the gutter with DeSantis and Trump. There's enough of that going on. What does that even mean? Are you going to be, like, racist against white people? Like, how, if you're saying that these people are racist, how would you get down in the gutter and strike back? 
I don't, I don't even try to understand anymore. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, John Schweppe, the video that he posted showing all these different, <laughs> these like Bernie Sanders saying, don't monkey this up. And, uh, um, uh, even John Kerry saying, let's try not to monkey this up and stuff like that. Um, that's why that was in the title of this episode is let's, let's start monkeying around. Uh, because <laughs> it's like, this is a thing that is not new. This is not something that people don't normally say. Um, and <laughs> John very beautifully was like, dude, Bernie, you can't say that anymore. It's 2018. The word monkey is mm-hmm. offensive. Like it, you, there are words in our vernacular, like words for certain animals that if you even utter them in the presence of a certain ethnicity, then you are a racist. Even if you're talking, if you're both looking at a monkey together and saying, look at that monkey. If the, oh, if the, the black guy is a Democrat <laughs> or a hard lefty, he's going to turn to you and be offended that you called the monkey a monkey. I don't. I have no words. This is the, wor- the world we've, we've decided to it. make it, I guess, um, where non-offensive things are now offensive and the offensive things are, as we said before, murder. Um, yep. So... If words are I mean, violence, then violence is murder. Or, yeah, then violence is murder. Yeah. Any act of violence. Call in the freaking um, the word police and start uh, monitoring everybody's um, vocabulary. It's not because... even monitoring their vocabulary. It's monitoring their intent of vocabulary. Like thought police, like 1984 thought police. Right. Because um, we can't obviously know what somebody meant specifically behind everything. So we have to monitor the thoughts to know their intentions. So, I mean, just plug us all in. So right. if we do say something with ill intent, everybody knows it on the spot so we can get past this whole um, speculation. Well, he probably meant this. Well, but he probably didn't mean it that way. Well, now we know because we're all plugged in and we have people that get paid to sit there and tell us that we're wrong. Yeah, and this article goes on to say, critics had already called the, quote, monkey remark as a dog whistle for racist. Gillum went further, describing the remark as a, quote, bullhorn on the issue. It's like, you're you're saying, you're saying that him saying that word is like a dog whistle for racist. It's something to get people to hate on him and bash on him and assume the worst about this guy. And you're using the word racist. Like... Yep. Do you think that that's any different? Do you think that you calling him a racist, like, is anybody looking at this article thinking, well, these people aren't just doing this so people will hate on DeSantis? Well, you you got to think about how bad somebody's political campaign is going for them to use this as their defense against their political opponent. Right. It's like, well, I got nothing else to go off of. Let's just start breaking down every little comment he made and find some po- some point that possibly might be offensive. Right. And we can we can spin it and make even if it wasn't offensive, we got to find the part that we can spin and make it offensive. Exactly. And because that's how great my campaign is going already. That I have to find things and make thing make up narratives to get people against this guy. Well, not not only that, but it's like. Going back to the jump the shark thing, it's like it's not even like. How do I put this? Um, can you call a guy a racist for saying the word monkey? Um, well, 
the problem is that you assuming that every time somebody says the word monkey is referring to African-Americans, that makes you quite a bit more of a racist if you can't hear the word monkey without thinking of African-Americans. Like, he wasn't thinking about him as an African-American, I assume. He was thinking about him as a, his opponent, and he was like, we're in dire times here. This is getting tough. Uh, we need to put our nose to the grindstone. I think that's a phrase. Um, and not monkey this sounds, up. Sounds painful. I'm pretty sure we've had this exact same conversation where I've said that exact same phrase, and you said that sounds painful. But um, It sounds painful. I mean, what do you? <laughs> that's the only response I have to that statement. But if somebody said the, if somebody was like, I saw this monkey the other day, and I was like, oh, I assume you mean you were, you saw this guy who was African American walking down the street. That makes me the racist, not him. Like I, you can't assume that he was about to say a guy in the ghetto walking down the street. You have to assume he was at the zoo the other day watching a monkey. Like if you are assuming that right off the bat that that was his intention, and that's. All you can hear when you hear the word monkey, then you're way more of a racist than he is. Yeah, I would think so. If that, yeah, like you said, if that's the first thing you think of, maybe you're the one with a problem, not yeah, everybody yeah. else. Anyway, I, I call Speaking in if you, if you have something to comment on that. Ridiculous. What? You cut out. Nothing. I, I just said that that pretty well sums that up but uh call in if you have something to add to that but we can move along we'll bounce i'll just stay on this kind of subject um outrage outrage is happening a war actually have you heard about the latest war declaration uh, no uh, i've heard of a lot of war declarations but is there an actual Apparently, one as of september 4th which was today, today <laughs> um we're so Word good at the news, declared. you don't even know what day it is. Right. So this headline reads, Nike backs Colin Kaepernick. I did hear that. A yes. declaration of war. Nike said it's a declaration of war? No, it just says Nike backs Kaep Kaepernick, and basically they're saying that's a declaration of war. This what? is from the San Francisco Chronicle. Okay. Apparently a major sneaker company can have a soul. Nike has made Colin Kaepernick the face of its 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. From its vast roster of superstar endorsers, Nike is shining its gigantic spotlight. I thought I was going to say gigantic balls. Gigantic spotlight <laughs> on, an unemployed, on an unemployed quarterback who is taking legal action against the NFL and whose kneel-down protest against police brutality has split America roughly down the middle. Not true, because I don't give a shit either way. So you can't say it's split right. America down the middle, because I know there's lots of people like me that could care less whether or not Kaepernick has a job or, or about the whether NFL or not Nike exists or whether or not Nike supports him. Nike campaign means war, cultural, political, economic, and social. Actually, the war has been raging for some time, but the world's biggest shoe company throwing its weight behind the world's most polarized polarizing athlete figure or athletic figure drastically escalates the conflict the heat just got turned up from simmer to a boil talk about making a, a moot point mm -hmm. into something really serious right the yeah. nike campaign kicked off with a close-up of kaepernick's face in the words believing in something even if it means sacrificing everything 
honestly, three. I mean, that, that's really seasons. the whole story is just the the ad, the face, and believing in something means sacrificing everything. Three seasons of this same damn story. Yep. I am so sick of hearing it. I don't care either way. If the guy wants to kneel, great. If people don't like that he kneels, great. You have the right to not like it. I don't care. Whether NFL wants to cover it or back him, I don't care. If they want to be against him, I don't care. I'm pretty sure I heard that the NFL had decided that they're not going to even air the national anthem on TV now because it sparked so much controversy. They haven't. That to is me, what I've heard recently that like they cut into after the national anthem, so nobody sees it, nobody cares, nobody can respond to it. That to me is, I don't know. That almost is worse to me than a couple guys or even half the teams or half the players kneeling. Is them just choosing? Well, and nobody wants to get along. We're just not going to air it. Mm-hmm. But. The fact that Nike chose to endorse them, first of all, that's because basically split the country halfway down the middle. Obviously, Nike pulled an M&M and drew their line that's in the exactly sand. That's exactly what I was going to say. For no reason, to no gain, they decided, and that's my biggest issue with this, is why would you do this? This is only going to split your audience in half um, or and- your consumers in half. Right, and if you do back the guy as a company, good on you. That's fine. It doesn't spark outrage to me. I have seen um, posts today on Facebook of people saying, "Well, I used to sport. I used to really like Nike, but I'm never buying anything from them again." So then, don't buy anything from them yeah. again. I, are, are you really that petty? My that- my favorite was uh, the people who posted picture of their like eighty dollar, hundred fifty dollar Nikes burning, like they were burning their shoes, and took a picture of it as a protest. Like you bought them. You bought the shoes. You are the only one who is losing anything. You still supported them financially. Right. They're still by good buying shoes. them. Eminem still makes good music. They're still good shoes. Why do, do politics have anything to do with this? And why would Nike do this at all? It makes no sense. Um, like it, It's not going to gain you more support. Nike, you've got everybody on your side. Everybody is on your side. Why would you do this? I don't care if you do. It does not affect me in any way. I will buy your shoes if I feel like buying them. I will not buy them if I don't feel like spending too much on shoes. Your political standpoint has nothing to do with my life or what I want on my feet. Um, but w- my favorite part about it is that, uh, I mean, this this goes to show that the the lefties who are commenting on this, saying that this is going to make a war because it's it's dividing America... It goes to show that that's what they want. They want a war. Right. Like they're they got somebody on their side supporting them, saying, "Colin Kaepernick, we are on your side. You do you, and no matter Let's what the consequences war. are." And the leftists took it as this is a declaration of war. It's like, how about right. it's just a declaration of somebody being on your freaking side? Just well, call like, it a win and move on. This is the San Francisco Chronicle. How? Um, conservative do you think that news source is it's just right. like i could see fox news or some ultra right-wing media source or especially like right. alex jones or somebody being like this being is war this, is, this war. is them them declaring war against us no it's their backers Ka- kaepernick's supporters saying we're at war now right why are because we at somebody war? is on our why side we're at war that right it makes no sense and it, it like i mean you hear all the the crazy right-wing people talking about the the leftists saying that they hate America and that they want a war. I'm starting to believe it now. 
Because it's like <laughs> you get somebody who says, I'm on your side, and you immediately go to, uh, well, everybody else is definitely going to be pissed off about us about this. Like, we're not pissed off. We're stoked about it. But this means war. Like, what are you talking about? Is that your end game here? Are you shooting for that? Is that uh, a win for you if everything goes to shit because you get the war that you're shooting for? I, I'm, I'm baffled. Um, I'm going to pat Colin Kaepernick on the back for completely after, what, two years now of not playing football, of staying relevant. <laughs> right. Who else can who else can say who can get fired from the one thing that they're good at and stay completely headlined in the news I'll for tell you two who. years? I'll tell you who. Who? Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> but that's like Colin Kaepernick coming out and then being like, So what'd you think about um getting kicked out of the NFL? And he's like, I'm done. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I think that's probably a good place to end this main broadcast. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to switch over. Just so you know, if you're if you're new to this, uh, after the main show, the public show, we jump over to the Downers Club and we do a private show just for the patrons, uh, which you can join by going to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and signing up for as little as a cup of coffee a month. You can get over there, and you can call in, and you can comment, and we will keep this party going. I've got a couple more stories. If we go through the stories quickly, we'll just chat about what's going on and have a party. But, um, I mean, this is a party to me. I'm enjoying it. Um, what did um, what did Forrest refer to it as, though? <laughs> he referred it to it as, let me get this quote right. No, I'll probably still get it wrong. Um, a test of endurance. <laughs> <laughs> which last time we did go on we ended this at like a half hour from now and then we went on for another hour because uh because we enjoy it that's the only reason why we do it for longer than we even intend to but we're, we're trying to cut it down a little bit keep it to a digestible amount but uh to those of you who are listening to this when it goes up tomorrow morning in the main uh feed of the system is down thank you guys for listening thank you for downloading to all of you your your support even your free support of getting our numbers up and getting the show in more ears is very much welcome. Justin Zelensky just tuned in. Justin, don't worry. Justin. We'll be, you're a part of the Downers Club. We'll be switching over there in just a second. Um, and you can, Justin, you can get that on Patreon and all that stuff. But one more, I have one more thought, one more ahead. thing to say. Testing your endurance only makes you stronger. So, Forrest, stick around. You yeah. might be strong. Forrest, um, I've got beef with what you did last week, and I'm not going to give you a shout-out on here because that would only uh, make you stronger and fuel your your trollery. But <laughs> I'm not, not going to give you a shout-out we mentioned your name at least ten times on this, on this episode. I'll bring it up. I'll give the full rundown at the beginning of the next episode. So uh, real members of the Downers Club will hear it, and Forrest won't. But... Uh, Justin, we'll see you in a bit, and whoever else is tuning in, jump on over to patreon.com forward to party of the anti-news here in about five minutes. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I could possibly say, and we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>